Welcome back, everybody, to the Double Take Podcast. My name is Audrey Norris. And I'm Nicole Norris. And today we have Stefan Dostanich with us. We're super excited to have you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> if you didn't know, he was the 2022 Pac-12 Singles Player of the Year and was a part of the 22 Pac-12 Doubles Team of the Year. He's also an ITA All-American. Um, we are so, so excited to have you on the podcast, so thanks for hopping on. Thank you. And we saw that the uh, ITA preseason rankings came out, and you were number one, which is huge, so congrats on that. Um, and we just actually had Erin Cayetano last week. Uh, she's, I mean, for those who don't know, she's a stud on the women's tennis team. She also just came out number one in the ITA preseason rankings, so I'd say USC is on top there, which is great to see. Yeah, how does it feel to have representation from both sides? Yeah, I think it's I think it's very cool. Um, Aaron's one of my really good friends. I mean, we go back to when we were eight or nine years old, probably. But I think it's very good to show that we have a very good uh, that we have very good singles players and doubles players, both on the women's and men's side. Yeah. Um, so just looking at this year, what what do you feel about your team? How do, how do you feel going into this year? Last year, obviously, you guys you did very well. Um, and so, what's what's the current update? Yeah, so I mean, we have a very young team, very small but young team, and I think everyone is, or everyone is a really good player. So I think uh, we definitely have the firepower to go all the way. It's about staying healthy and just learning from last year. You know, we had three freshmen starting for us last year in our in our starting six. So if those guys can take what they learned and implement it into this year, I think we could be really successful. Yeah, but going back to last year, um, you'd played an insane season. You had a 39-6 and record, which is very, very impressive. You led your team to two conference um, titles in both singles and doubles. Um, so what went into that? Because that was a big leap from the year prior. Yeah, um, so I, I think I worked a lot over the summer. You know, I, I work with my USC coaches, but as well as that, I work with my coaches from home. So I have my coach. Vahe Asadorian, who I work with in Florida now, and then I have a couple fitness coaches I work with as well, as well as my co- head coaches here, and um, just like a lot of work with working on my game and just working my overall development, not really too concerned about my immediate success, but my success for in the future, I think. Right. Yeah, and so you said you train with your coach in Florida. Is mm-hmm. that you travel to Florida? To yeah, so I oh this last summer... Um, I was on the road for six weeks in a row, and then on top of those six in, six weeks in a row, I stayed an extra week and a half in Florida, and then got back home. So I was on the road for seven and a half seven and a half weeks last summer. Jeez, how was that? Brutal. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely tough being away from home for so long, but you know you got to do what you got to do. So it yeah. is what it is, you know. Yeah. And how do you deal like when when you're in that situation and you're traveling and you're playing and. I assume you don't have many friends out there. Um, what? How do you sort of balance the mental health? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge at times. I think just staying connected with all my close friends from home and all my close friends on my team. But, you know, you, you work with what you got. So, I mean, I still have some good friends uh, traveling with me over summer, but it's definitely less than what I'm normally surrounded by. But it's just staying connected with those people and, like, just keeping in touch, I would say, is the main thing. Right. Yeah, I feel like tennis, um, it, it's a very independent individual sport. Um, and honestly, beach volleyball is kind of the same way. When we were going through narrowing down our sports in high school, uh, we were very drawn to beach volleyball because, A, we 
got to play together. That was the biggest thing. But B, we kind of liked having it, all the pressure be on us. We kind of liked the independent aspect of it. You know, instead of having six people to rely on in indoor volleyball, it's now gone to just you and your sister. Um, and we like that pressure. We welcome it. Um, so do you kind of get a taste of that in tennis? 100%. Well? Yeah. That's that's probably the main reason why I chose to play tennis, I would say. Um, I was huge into basketball and soccer up until seventh, eighth grade. And I actually thought about playing high school basketball as well. But um, I think in high school, I needed to narrow it down to one sport. And the main thing was that it's an individual sport. You're out there by yourself. Like, you're not, you don't have anyone else to rely on to carry you to the win. So I just like being out there by myself and, like, really just it being all on myself. So speaking of high school, if I'm not wrong, you took a gap year, right, before coming to USC? I took uh, – so my senior year, I did online school. Got it. So not not a gap year, but online school. I went away from public school. Yeah. Right. So did you travel during that year? Um, you know that was that was actually a huge year for my development. I just kind of stayed in Southern California. I trained um, right around four to five hours a day, and it was just purely tennis. And then every once in a while, I'd go play a tournament, but it was mostly just training. Wow, you have to be really disciplined to that. Senior year of high school, while all your friends are just coasting, yeah. 18 years old, and you're grinding every day for hours. Yeah. That's really That's impressive. Tough. That is very impressive. Um, Thank you. We actually, our senior year, we took off our second semester, mm. graduated early, and we were lucky enough to be able to travel to some really cool places and play. And I think just taking that semester off and really devoting a lot of it to our sport I think going into USC, it helped us all, It helped us tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that had the same impact for you on for that sure. transition into college. Yeah, yeah, it just helped me overall with my development and just it kind of helped me with my time management and just taking tennis more seriously because when I was earlier in high school, I was I was still kind of playing for fun. To whereas my senior year and then going to college, I kind of looked at it more as like my job almost, and like it became a lot more real to me in a way. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that same type of progression happens in college as well. Um, you know, when you're a freshman, you're kind of innocent to things. You're very, it's very new to it. It's kind of foreign. Uh, just the demand, the hours, the the people you're playing against are, are older. Um, but, you know, by the time you get to your senior year, uh, which we're here now, it's crazy, it's crazy. that we're seniors. Quick, I can't huh? believe it. It's quick. so quick. <laughs> by the time you get to your senior year, you really have bigger shoes to fill. So um, what what has that responsibility been like for you, and how are you ready to tackle that this year? I think going into like a like a leadership role that was kind of a big change because usually I'm I'm one of the youngest on the team. I think I'm still like either the second or third youngest on my team. As of right now, I think I'm Seriously, the second youngest. I'm twenty, so oh I, t- I turn gosh. I turn twenty one November. No so I'm way. like so I have like a, I have a two sophomores on my team that are older than me. But, um, yeah, I'd say the biggest thing is just filling in those leadership positions. Like, like I said, I'm younger, but I think a lot of those guys still have a lot of respect for me. Like I've been through, I've been through the college tennis and college, there's not much like it. Like college tennis is a really different atmosphere than, than compared to uh pro tennis. It's a lot more hectic, uh, a lot of like just different variables go into it as well. But, um, yeah, probably just leadership and learning how to, like really blend the team all these different personalities like the younger guys kind of look to you to show them the way and to make everyone kind of cohesive 
And I, I think that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, one thing that that I saw just the last two years being on such a, a dominant team. Um, we, we had an amazing team the last two years. Uh, we had an Olympian on our team. We have girls who just graduated this last spring winning pro events already, wow. really winning them, which yeah, is wow. unheard of. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and what they did and what I saw that they did is they created a culture um, and one where the entire team was, was unified and it was, it was fun, but it was competitive. It was competitive fun. Um, and throughout the entire season, we just stayed together and we fought for each other and, and we just had a great time while we were at it. And so I think for us this year, our, a big goal as, as seniors is to try to keep that culture going and, and essentially leave it better than we found it. I think one thing that, that our coach says you always want to um he says you want to leave the jersey better than you than you found it Mm -hmm. i think that's the phrase um but what what does that sort of mean to you in in this in your position now yeah um definitely want to have a competitive culture i think that's how everyone gets better you know my freshman year we had a couple like as you could say like alpha guys that were the leaders of our team you know these guys they're daniel kukman riley smith like it was it was it was a very competitive culture like every day in practice you know like we'd be going at it and it'd be like yeah. like emotions flying you know we're getting into it every practice yeah. but you know that's on court and then off court you're kind of buddies again and you and you realize that in the heat of the moment you know things might be said that some other guys don't mean but i think that's probably the most important thing cuz once there's that competitive culture on court like then everyone's wanting to get better and everyone's improving at a much faster rate that's so true. You can't take things personally. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that, that when you're younger, um, you don't really realize you're practicing with these people every single day when you get to college. And when you're at USC and you're at the programs that we're at, people are really competitive. I'm, we're definitely some of those players. Um, <laughs> and we've kind of cultivated that culture too, where on the court, we can get super competitive. Don't take it personally. And off the court, you know, you, your friends again, whatever. Um, But it's interesting. And like that culture piece, those relationships, you find that in college, which is so special. Um, But it's very different than the pro side of tennis, I'm sure. Yeah. So can you kind of weigh like the pros and cons between going to college? Because a lot of players, if they're good enough, just go pro. Exactly. I think there's a lot of maturing that goes on in, in college. Like I think that a lot of those guys that don't go to college miss out on. And it's just being being a part of something bigger than yourself is is pretty important. You know, you you learn to put ego aside, learn to work with people, learn to get better with people, and I think that's just a very valuable asset to have that many people that don't go to college um, don't get. And I don't know. I, I think I think college and college college tennis definitely gets like a bad rep in the pro world, whereas now you you kind of see more and more pros breaking breaking through through college. So I think they're starting to understand the usefulness that college actually brings. But overall, yeah, it tends to get a, a negative rep, I would say. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, it's obviously, I think it's the opposite for beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. Going to college, that's sort of just what you do. That's the, that's kind of the steps. You go through high school, you go to college, it shoots you out. And if you want to play after college, you play in the AVP. Um, and with that being said, what are your plans post-college? Do you plan on playing professionally and what does that look like yeah definitely plan on playing professionally um you know still deciding whether or not i want to take my fifth year but um when the time comes like for sure i'll try to pursue professional tennis and just see how it goes 
So what does that look like? Because we were talking to Aaron about it, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like beach volleyball has somewhat of a similar system where you have tournaments you plan and you if you win several tournaments at this level, then you play at tournaments at this level, and then eventually it stacks up to like a grand slam or something like that. So could you explain kind of like the barriers to entry and and what that would look like for you to actually be a competitive pro player yeah it, it kind of works the same as as what you just stated um you really just got to work your way up the further you get in these smaller tournaments the more atp points you get is, right. is what they call it and you just got to work your way up through the through the rankings you know gen- generally it takes someone if they're legitimately good enough to make to be a top 100 player it'll take them two to three years to break through and, and to get to that top 100 uh, ranking, you know, some guys take longer, some guys can do it shorter. But generally, if if the player's at the level, they'll they'll break through in two to three two to three years. So it's definitely a definitely a process. It's definitely a hard journey. Um, I'd say it's somewhat similar for us if we want to play professional beach volleyball. Various ent- the barriers to entry are very high. Um, you you have to. And the thing with us is our domestic pro tour, the points you get playing in tournaments in the U.S., it doesn't correlate to the points that you get playing internationally. Mm. So it doesn't add it, those points. Okay. They just, it's, I don't know why it's like that, yeah. but they don't correlate. <laughs> it's a bummer. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard because once you, you graduate college and you kind of get thrown into it, you have to travel to all these tournaments. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. And once you get there... If you're low on that qualification list, it could be you lose your out. Exactly. So what, like, what's going through your head when you get to those tournaments? And it's like, I, I gotta be, I gotta be on right now. How do you yeah. kind of switch uh, it on? It's, it's tough, uh, for sure. Like I remember the first couple of pro tournaments that I played when I was younger. I got a wild card into, and you know, you it's it's hard to always play your best in those big mat in those big matches where you get like a once a year opportunity, but. I think just with experience, like being in the moment, like it's kind of similar to college. You know, freshman year, it's hard for a freshman to come in and do very well as in in freshman year of college tennis. And it's kind of the same thing with pros. You know, you you play, you you learn what it's about a little bit. You learn what the other guy's levels like, and then you start to feel more comfortable in those environments, and your results will improve. I'd, I'd say that's generally how it goes. So, you know, just playing as many tournaments as I can in the beginning, making sure that I'm feeling comfortable, able to play my good tennis. And if not, like there'll be some rough patches for sure, but you just really just got to push through and just keep training. We actually, so we were watching the U S open, um, from, I think the semifinals and on, and it was really interesting to see. And gosh, tennis matches are long. They're really long. And yeah. I didn't realize that, but a lot of those matches were four to five hours, yeah, which is insane. And it was interesting to hear the commentators talk about how certain players will literally give their 100% every single play, or do you moderate it, turn it on when you kind of really need to turn it on? How, what type of player are you? Do you Are you 100% full steam the whole entire match, or are you kind of gauging yourself, performing You know, when it's there, getting points? saving your energy like what's the difference for you i would say i'm definitely a high energy player i need to be locked in almost every point you know if i'm if i'm a little bit just like loose or low energy like i'm a player that i really can't function unless i'm really high energy pumped up to be playing and just really immersed into it every point 
otherwise then i'll see points and games go by and i'll just lose focus and lose my will to play but um definitely a high high energy like uh high energy player for sure I we're definitely the same. I were the same way. I feel like there's one speed and you can't Ex- go below exactly. That speed. If you go below the speed, then it all just starts to fall <laughs> exactly. apart a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That takes a lot of in your sport. That takes a lot of mental endurance, physical endurance. What have you done to um, improve your mental game so that you can play in these matches and ultimately come out on top? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've done like mental training with uh, like coaches and stuff like that, but. Honestly, like the biggest thing I found is just experience. Like I said, like, you know, first couple of times I've been in some big matches, some bad or some big matches and in tight moments, you know, I haven't performed uh, necessarily as well as I wanted to. But um, I think, yeah, just just being being comfortable in those in those uncomfortable situations and just trusting my game is to where gets me to the point where like I feel like I'm performing well in those tight moments, you know, just trusting what I'm doing, knowing what I'm doing out there and having a purpose with every point. Right. Um, Yeah, that made me think of just when you're playing and when you're playing at the level that kind of we all play at and the level that you want to get to, I feel like it's about whoever's making less errors is going to win. Exactly. That comes down to it. At least for us, it really comes down to it. Margins are small for sure between top, top, uh, college level tennis and even even like the high top 20 pro tennis players i think um margins aren't too big if you if if you watch me or other other college guys hit with a top 50 pro like just practicing you wouldn't be able to tell too much of a difference in just our shot quality but i would say they just have like the repetition over they can do it over and over again whereas i can maybe do it five or six times you know right and it's interesting we you know we've been i feel like i've noticed that the last two years, the repetition, the repetition of doing the little things and the baseline things correctly so that you can literally hit it in the game without even knowing kind mm-hmm. of subconsciously. Yeah. Um, and we always talk about as athletes is how do we maintain like a flow state? Like how do we, that feeling when you're playing and you feel like it's almost like you're in slow motion, but you're hitting every shot and you know what shot you're going to hit almost before you instinctively hit it before just flows. it even happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like the coveted state. It's the best feeling. Do you, how do you train to make that repetitive and make that something that you're feeling more often than not when you play? Mm-hmm. I think I just really try to imitate uh, game scenarios or match scenarios in my practices. So like in practices, say we're playing like a a practice set or like a shortened version of a practice set and whereas most guys will be like uh like they're kind of playing like they don't care if they lose they're maybe working on some stuff but they're just kind of going through the motions whereas i feel like i try to emulate a match scenario so i try to feel as if i'm playing an actual match and i try to have that same intensity and you know me and me and a lot of the guys on the team, like, we'll get into fights a lot because we'll, I'll be yelling at them or something, like, telling them to be, to be, uh, more locked in or, or to have more purpose. And, you know, they'll be talking back to me. So it's like a lot of that. But I'd say I'm definitely one of the more serious guys on the practice court. And I think that's, that's kind of what helps me in my matches because I kind of have that same mindset just always on to where it's like I always am in that feeling. Right. That's definitely just something that's, when you do the little things, 
it's not that hard to tap into. Mm -hmm. Like, you kind of just play without thinking, and that's the best. Yeah. (laughs) It sucks when you're playing, things aren't going right, and there's all these things in your head, at least for me. Um, And so when when you step on the court, how do you deal with... um, how do you deal with moments where you're kind of overthinking or a lot of things are happening? How do you get out of that? Let's see. Um, I'd probably say like, I would try to focus maybe on my breathing a little bit, like just tell myself to relax. And then uh, I think I always just go back to like trusting my game and trusting what I work on. You know, I think the best players, like they don't like to over or they don't really overthink too much, you know, in, in a, in a simple way, a lot of people say simple tennis wins. So it's like you go back to the basics and you go back to your high percentage shots. So I think I just kind of go back to like what I'm best at. And I think and I think um, what can I do uh, to the most time repetition wise? So um, just kind of go back to my game and I I go back to what I think I can do best. And I just trust myself in those tight moments and then just try to execute on what I know best. Yeah, We kind of work in the in a very similar uh, way as well. Um, and something that our, our coach kind of talks to us about every once in a while he brings up, he's like, who are you watching right now on the tour that, that you kind of like, or who, who do you want to emulate your game after? Um, tennis is such an interesting sport and it's getting so athletic. It was so interesting to, to watch it. Um, this summer we, we spent more time watching it. We watched all the major grand slams. Um, and it was just such um, a, a massive showcase of athleticism. Um, is there anyone that you look up to that you try and emulate your game after? Um, I would say I take bits and pieces definitely from from uh, certain guys. Like you look at Novak Djokovic, you look at his movement, his flexibility, and then you also look at like Nadal, who's the epitome of athleticism and and being intense and treating every ball as if your life depends on it. So you just try to take bits and pieces. You know, Federer also like with his movements and looking um very smooth and it doesn't look like you waste much energy so just try to take the bits and pieces from all the best players and um yeah I, I wouldn't say there's necessarily someone that i play like but uh i definitely have a lot of different elements from from a lot of players yeah i'd say i think i view it similarly i don't think there's one player that i, I like to emulate my game after um i think i like to take it from multiple people because well, for one, there's not a lot of identical twins out there <laughs> playing beach volleyball, so you can't really look at a pair. Yeah. And for us, like a, a lot of it is you have a super tall blocker, shorter defender. Not a lot of people are splitting, which means that we both block and play defense. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, but kind of like you said, I think it definitely is important to take sort of bits and pieces of what the best players do and yeah. just watch. The copy there. isn't really as good as the original, usually, <laughs> I would say. That's yeah. so true. true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, you want to be your own version. You don't want to be a version of someone else. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this is, we always finish with this question. Uh, it's, a spe- it's a good one, and everyone has a different answer. So we're wondering what your favorite sports moment is. And it can be, like, your own personal moment, or it can be mm-hmm. maybe something that you witnessed also. Hmm. Damn, I actually have to think about that. Um, let's see. I would say it definitely it definitely comes from a moment in college. I would say winning winning the indoor national championships my freshman year. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's not the same like winning winning a big tournament uh, 
winning a big individual tournament like before college or doing really well in a pro tournament like this past summer it's just there's not really an identical feeling to when you win with a team you know it's it's much different like uh i would say in the finals like we were playing unc in the finals of the indoor national championships and like we were pretty heavy underdog just because we're a team that doesn't play indoors much and we ended up winning and uh i won my match and then i remember daniel clinched it i think we won like 4-1 and like that was that was a pretty cool moment like getting the number one ranking in the country as a team and i don't know just winning just winning as a team there's it's a, it's a different kind of feeling of accomplishment and it's like you're you're so happy just for like other guys as well whereas you don't really get that because tennis is such an individual sport so I think that's also why I really love college as well I completely agree because beach volleyball is very similar in that when you're in high school you're just playing with you and a partner there's Mm -hmm. no team aspect and the only time that there's a team aspect if you're looking at high school college professional career it's in college um you have five pairs going and I think just what I've felt uh, winning the national championship, it it, it wasn't so much the ring or the trophy, but getting to tackle all my teammates when we won, that was the best part. Yeah. And like crying and hugging my teammates crying. And I not usually, I don't cry over a win, but when you work towards something all year long and you struggle together, it sort of brings you closer. And then, you get to the epitome of it and you make it through to the other side and it's just such a special thing. And I think that what I am going to take away is, you know, instead of taking away the wins, I'm definitely going to take away the the relationship aspect of it. And I think that's just the most important thing to me. And and I'm just so grateful to have that team aspect. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. That is the end of this week's podcast. I'm Audrey Norris. And I'm Nicole Norris. And this is the Double Take Podcast, and we'll see you next week.